We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we are back for part three of this week's midweek rundown. And and I'm going to talk about the transfer portal because I'm just telling you right now, this is going to be a very frustrating portal season because what's going to happen, and it happens every year and it's going to be even worse this year, is every time there's a kid in the portal, we're going to have to listen to people talk about, oh, go after that guy. The latest is a, a freshman receiver at Texas A&M, a Raymond Control. Good player. Liked him in high school. Oh, you need to go get him. You need to go get him. Why? He had one catch at Texas a this year. How does that move the needle? Well, he's not a guy that we have. Our guys have struggled. He's got one catch for 13 yards as a true freshman. How does that move the needle? It doesn't. It just makes you emotionally feel better. That's not the answer. Well, go after a veteran guy. Okay, fine. Who? Okay, and 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 my whole thing is we're going to hear every guy that's mentioned. is It's going to be the rumor du jour. 90 plus percent of these are just completely bunk. Either it's just somebody giving bad intel, somebody just making stuff up, or a prospect telling people that he's looking at Notre Dame because he wants, he's going to add some schools to the list because that's a way to gain leverage. You know, there's a lot of schools that as soon as they hear Notre Dame's looking at a guy, mm, Notre Dame's looking at that guy, let me go look at that guy. Right. So that's just the, that's just the reality. And to me, when when I look at the portal, you guys have to understand Notre Dame is going to be very, very limited in the portal this year. Very limited. And we're going to have to, you know, we're, you're going to have to understand that they're not going to be able to go into the portal and get a million guys. So number one, I'm going to go over the, the situation and explain to you why this, this is going to be a very light portal class for Notre Dame. Break, break that down. Then I'm going to talk, kind of go through position by position and talk about whether or not I think this is a position that Notre Dame should look in the portal and what could be the circumstances that could lead to that. And so we'll we'll kind of look at this kind of rationally so that you all understand what the actual portal conversation should be for Notre Dame and understand that with as many early enrollees as Notre Dame has coming in from the 24 recruiting class, it's going to be very tough for Notre Dame to get mid-year portal guys. There's a chance the portal guys they do get are going to be more like the Antonio Carter, the Nick McClouds, 
post-spring portal guys as opposed to getting guys in mid-year. So we'll, we'll break that down. To begin, when you look at Notre Dame's roster, what you all have to understand is right now, by my count, there are 99 guys that could come back near. Actually, if you want to add Andrew Kristoffic, 100 guys right now that have eligibility to return next year or are part of the incoming freshman class. 100 guys. Reminder, the scholarship limit is 85. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, when I look at the 100, there's some easy names that we can look at and, and chop off, right? So number one, part of the 100 that I have includes Audric Estime and Devin Ford, right? So right now you've got three quarterbacks on scholarship. And again, this includes freshmen. You've got Steve Angeli, uh, Kenny Minchie, and CJ Carr. Notre Dame has already said they want to go get a portal guy there. So that's one guy. That's one portal option right now that we know Notre Dame is going to look for. You look at running back. They've got seven running backs slated to be on scholarship next year, right? Now, I don't think they're going to have seven guys on scholarship. I, I think there's at least a good chance that Audrick Estime goes pro, especially if he finishes the year strong. And I don't know that with Kit Keedron Young and Aeneas Williams coming in that you're going to want to bring Devin Ford back. So let's just say hypothetically that Notre Dame makes the decision to not bring back um, uh, Devin Ford. Okay, and and Audric Estime goes pro. So now you're down to five running backs. Okay, that's a that's a healthy number. They may choose to bring back if Audric leaves. They may choose to bring back Devin Ford. We'll talk about that at the end. But let's just say right now that they that they lose those two guys. Right now at receiver, you're slated to have 13 scholarship receivers on the roster next year. You've got Chris Tyree, Jaden Thomas, and Deion Coles. You're the veterans. You've got Tobias Merriweather in the rising junior class. Plus, you have five freshmen. You have, obviously, Jaden Greathouse. You have Rico Flores. You have Braylon James. You have Jordan Faison, who's on scholarship now. And you have K.K. Smith. That's five freshmen rising sophomore receivers. And you're bringing in three more. So that's 13 wide receivers. I believe I'm doing the math correctly on that, right? So it's Tyree, Thomas, Colsey, Merriweather, plus the nine coming in. Hold on. I'm trying, I think I'm missing somebody. Let me just look at this. Because by that count, it should be only be 12. So at receiver, you have Tyree, Colsey, Thomas, Merriweather, plus the, the nine. So it'd be it'd be 12. You have 12 receivers on scholarship next year. So that's that's one fewer guy. That's still at least one guy above. 10 is really the ideal number when you look at the wide receiver position. So Notre Dame right now is slated to have 12. Now, 
there's going to be some attrition. Uh, somebody said I'm missing Salerno. Salerno is a sixth year senior. I, I, he's he's not going to be back next year, so he's not. I'm not missing Salerno. He's off the roster. Um, so there's 12 guys. Let's just say hypothetically that two guys leave in the off season. Let's say hypothetically Chris Tyree decides to go the NFL or take his fifth year somewhere else, and let's say one of the veterans or one of the younger guys decides to go right. So let's say two guys leave that gets you down to 10. All right. Tight end right now at tight end. When you look at the the depth chart, you've got uh, currently you have six tight ends. Plus you're going to be adding um, uh, right now. You're going to be adding um, Jack Larson. I don't believe that they'll bring back Kevin Bauman. So I'd be shocked if they bring him back for a fifth year, but he's currently on there. So let's just say he leaves. So that leaves you with six tight ends. You've got 19 offensive linemen that could potentially come back. Actually, uh, it, it's closer to 20. Let me just count this. 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, plus 4, 20. And that doesn't even include Michael Carmody. All right. So when you look at that list, let's I, you know, I don't believe Andrew Kostofik is a guy that they would bring back. So let's say they don't bring him back. And let's say that Zeke Carell uh, decides to move on to the NFL and Joe, Joe Alt goes pro. Okay, so that right there gets you down to, what would that be, 17? So you have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 17. Yes, so you'd have 17 offensive linemen slated to come back next season. Even if you, with the 20 you have, you don't bring, all goes pro, Zeke Carrell doesn't come back, and Andrew Gustafson doesn't come back. So right there, you're looking at the offense having 41 players already on the roster, not even including the portal quarterback. Defensive end, right now there's 10 guys that are slated to return or enroll. You have seven incoming freshmen, seven potential returners. You have to make decisions with Nana Osafa Mensa and Jordan Batelho. Right now I have Tyson Ford slated as an inside guy. You could easily move Tyson outside as well, count him there. But same thing, you have 10 guys right there. Let's say that um, between Nana and Batelho, one of them doesn't come back. That's nine. And then you look at defensive tackle. You have 10 defensive tackles coming back. Let's just say right now that you count Tyson Ford as an inside guy. Okay. And then you've got one incoming freshman, Sean Savoyanu. So that's that's 10. Let's just say one of Howard Cross and Riley Mills comes back. And this is just that I mean Notre Dame wants both of them back. But let's just say right now that just one of them comes back. And let's say they don't bring back Aiden Kana on for her fifth year. Right. So that leaves them with eight. You can linebacker. We've got 11 linebackers coming back. Let's just say they only bring one of the potential six-year seniors back between Bertrand, Kaiser, Leofel. So they just bring one of them back. Okay, you still have nine linebackers on scholarship. You've got 10 corners, and I count Cam Hart because he has a fifth year. That's 10 corners. I don't think Cam Hart comes back. And let's just say one other guy transfers. Okay, so that takes you down to eight. Right now, you're going to have nine safeties slated on your team next year. You have six returners, plus you have three incoming freshmen. So that's nine. Let's say that just hypothetically, let's say between Ramon Henderson and Xavier Watts, one of them doesn't come back for whatever reason. Uh, Maybe Antonio Carter uh, isn't happy. Uh, I'm just throwing out whatever. I shouldn't even say that because people are going to think I'm not, I don't have any intel that that's the case. So I shouldn't have said that. But let's just say two guys come free. So let's say two scholarship spots come free at safety. So now you're down to you're down to seven. And then you have one special teams player in Bryce McPherson. Right? I think that's a pretty liberal case. 
that now gets you down to 83 scholarship players. Okay, here's the thing. Notre Dame is already going to bring in a portal guy, a quarterback. So that's 84. And Notre Dame is still trying to add another defensive tackle in the 2024 recruiting class. Let's say they get Omdi Agboko and they get him in the class. Now you're at 85 scholarships. Who are you taking off the roster next year to bring in all these portal guys? Who's coming off the roster? No, there's going to be attrition. But my point is you're going to start losing some guys that you don't necessarily want to lose in order to get portal guys. You'll have, let's just say, let's just say three to four additional players, four to five additional players leave. Okay. So now you've got, let's say five portal positions. Now you got to think about what are your priorities in the portal? Number one, quarterback. We've already talked about that. They need a portal quarterback. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They need a portal quarterback. Now, the question is, what type of court portal quarterback? I'll make my opinion known now. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again, so we'll need to rehash it. To me, barring some stud jumping into the portal, I would like to see Notre Dame have a mind on developing the players that they have. But I also am a believer in competition, and I also believe that they need another another portal quarterback to solidify the roster. If that's a guy that's starting caliber, great. If it's a guy that is more of just a depth guy, a Tristan Gebbia guy, that's also fine. But you need a portal quarterback, so that's one. Running back, barring unforeseen circumstances that I have have, have no intel on, running back is not a is not a position that you're going to want to go to in the portal. That's another position you're not going to want to go to. Tight end is another position that you're not going to go to in the portal. So right now, you, when you look at, at the offensive skill positions, you are already bringing in a quarterback. At, 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 you already talked about that. So you, you zero tight ends. So let's say people talk about wanting to bring in a receiver. We'll just put one there for now. Offensive line, you're going to have 17 guys right now slated to come back. That does not include Zeke Carell. That does not include Andrew Kostopic. That does not include Joe Walt. And that does not include Michael Carmody. So even with all those guys already taken out, there's 17 offensive linemen that you look at. I'm just make sure I'm going to count this one more time. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, currently coming back on the roster, plus the four incoming freshmen. 17 is the number. You're not bringing in, you're, you know, so it's just, it doesn't make sense to bring in a guy there. You're just not going to be able to have the numbers. Defensive end, defensive tackle, linebacker, cornerback, safety. Let's look at those. Defensive end, definitely think there's a need to look for a portal guy. There's, there's no doubt. Now, what kind of guy is that going to be that's going to be out there? I do not know. Defensive tackle, this is an interesting one. So if they lose both of Howard Cross and Riley Mills, then I think defensive tackle becomes more of a need, and you now have more room to make it happen. So when we looked at it, and, and I said there's eight defensive tackles coming back, assuming that they don't bring back Aiden Kanaana, and one of Howard Cross or Riley Mills decides to go pro. That Now, there's a chance both of them come back. If they both come back, you don't need a portal defensive tackle, in my opinion. Jason Onye is going to be a senior. Gabriel Rubio is going to be a senior. Donovan Heinish is going to go into year two. Tyson Ford is going to be going to his junior year. Devin Houston is going to be coming off of an injury. He's going to be able to help you. You're going to bring in Sean Silviano. And there's a chance you could also add one more big defensive tackle to your 2024 class. You're good there if they both come back. 
If they lose one, I could see a scenario in which the staff feels if the right guy, if a Braden Fisk type player comes along, if you remember Notre Dame looking at him last year, they could go for a guy like that. If it's a 300-plus kind of thumper type of guy that just eats up space, I could look at a guy like that. But I, if if one of those two guys leaves, I definitely think D-tackle is a position to look at. If they both leave, I believe it becomes a need in, to at least look in the portal for a guy there. You look at linebacker, uh, there, there's going to be no portal need a linebacker. It's coach the kids you have. You've got plenty of talent. You've got Jalen Sneed, Nolan Ziegler coming back. You're going to have, as we projected, one of the six-year guys, let's just say for now, one of the six-year guys comes back. And then you also have the freshman class of Preston Center, Jaden Osbury, and Drake Bowen. Plus, you're bringing in another freshman class with Kingston Viliyama Asa, uh, uh, Bodie Cahoon, and Teddy Rizak. So you're going to have plenty of numbers there at linebacker. You're going to have at least nine if you only bring back one of the six years. If none of the six years come back, it does not change my answer about not looking to the portal for a linebacker. I do not think there's a need there at linebacker, especially with as much two linebackers in the rain place. There's just not a need there. Cornerback. Again, even if you lose Cam Hart and one other guy, you're still at eight corners. Carson Hobbs, probably not a guy that I view as helping as a freshman year. You're still down. That's seven. Even if you don't think Leonard Moore can play, you're still at six. You're still going to have Benjamin Morrison. You're still going to have um, Clarence Lewis You're st- as a potential nickel. You're still going to have Jade, um, uh, Cl- Christian Gray. You're still going to have Jaden Mickey. You're still going to have at least one of Chance Tucker and Ryan Barnes, and you're going to have the incoming freshmen. So corner is not a position where there's a need of the portal. And then safety. Safety is a position, I think, where you look at it and say, there's a need in the portal for safety. And you're going to have seven. Numbers-wise, I think you're good. Part of it depends on how comfortable are you with potentially Antonio Carter stepping into the mix next year. Uh, how comfortable are you with Adon Schuler and Ben Minnick potentially stepping into the rotation next year? And then who do you lose? If you lose Xavier Watts, now all of a sudden, to me, the, the safety position, if there's the right guy, becomes an even a greater priority. But that's a position that, in all reality, you're going to have a tougher time getting a guy at. We saw that last year. There were a lot of safeties that Notre Dame was linked to. Like, and one of them visited. That's it. You didn't get any of them. And I'm going to talk about Thomas Harper because he was more of a nickel. So safety is a position to potentially look at. And then you're in a situation again where you better hope you can convince a kicker to come to Notre Dame. Now, I don't believe I don't believe that Spencer – well, actually, Spencer Schrader was on scholarship. So he's gone. You're going to have nothing but walk-on place kickers. Now, I like some of them. I do. But you're going to potentially have a need there. So at best, at best, right now, losing all those players that we talked about, at best, you're going to have five slots in the portal at best right now. One of them has to be a quarterback. You pro- you might need two on the D-line. You're going to need one as a kicker, maybe one as a receiver. The point is you're going to have a tough time going to the portal this year for numbers. There's just not going to be a lot of space on this football team. So maybe Notre Dame can go find a receiver or a, or a quarterback or a defensive tackle or whatever the case may be. But I'm just telling you guys, if you're thinking there's going to be this big re- – bring in two receivers. It makes no sense. You now have like 12 to 14 receivers on your roster. You're now forcing guys out of the program. I don't think that's where Notre Dame needs to be. I think Notre Dame needs to be like Georgia, which is two to three guys a year, find a position where there's a need. They had a need at receiver last year, so they went out and got them. But the portal is not a big part of what they do. 
Ohio State, same thing. They went out and got some portal guys. They had a corner, but they didn't need a cornerback. They went out and got a, a cornerback. They got a depth guy at defensive tackle. The vast they went out and got a left tackle because they needed a left tackle. The vast majority of their roster is not portal guys. It's scholarship guys. And so to me, that's where Notre Dame needs to be. And I and 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 I understand, I, I do, why some of you obsess over the portal. I really do. Because it's an easy fix. It's you can convince yourself that, hey, you know, look, uh, this guy's not good. And so we're going to go out there and, and replace him with somebody else. Well, that's not always the best answer. It's not even always the easiest answer. Oh, and you know what else? Somebody just said something. John Erickson. I completely forgot about Kahano Kia, a linebacker. That's another scholarship guy that's going to take a spot. So, John, thank you for the reminder on that. Yes, Kahano Kia comes back next year. And from what I'm told, Notre Dame absolutely plans on him coming back. So that's another linebacker, another scholarship guy that takes away from that. So to me, the the, the numbers are going to be very limited. And and while we as fans can sit there and and tell ourselves to, you know, they need to just screw this guy and bump that guy, and that's not how you build a program. That's how you make yourself feel better on social media. But that's not how you build a program. That's not how George is building their program. It's not how Bama is building their program. It's not how Ohio State's building their program. It's not how Michigan's building their program. They're going to do it by finding a few guys each year to fill certain spots, just like Notre Dame did this year. I know Sam Hartman hasn't panned out. Javante Jean-Baptiste has, and Thomas Harper has. Last year, Chris Smith was a very important part of it. Spencer Schrader got off to a rough start. He's really solidified the place-kicking position. So to me, if you can plug a hole here and there, that's fine if you find the right guy. Notre Dame has just two games left in the regular season, and this weekend is the home finale against Wake Forest. If you're looking for last-minute tickets to either game or to your favorite concert or comedy club, game time is the place for you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time Guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone, so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the GameTime app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed, that's gametime.co. But this really comes down to developing your players. If you don't have a coach capable of getting a, a, a roster that has Chris Tyree, Deion Colsey, Jaden Thomas, Tobias Merriweather, Jaden Greathouse, Braylon James, Rico Flores, KK Smith, Jordan Faison, Cam Williams, Micah Gilbert, and Logan Saldate good enough to go play really good football, then your problem is is not your players. Your problem is your development. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm not saying Chancey Stuckey can't do that. 
But what I am saying is if you're looking at your roster right now and you're saying, we need to go find a guy that somebody else has developed, maybe the problem isn't the guys that are being developed. Maybe the problem is the guy doing the developing. Same thing on the offensive line. Same thing. And I would even argue on the defensive line. I understand that one because it's going to be a, a big jump between the veterans and there's a it's a, like older guys and younger guys. There's like this there's like this big gap in between, and so I can understand maybe one to kind of bridge the gap for a year to give Bubakar or Armel Mukum and Brennan Vernon and Donovan Heinish and your incoming freshman just one more year in the weight room. I understand that I, I do, but I'll, even there, it's like coach up the guys you have, you know, safety position. Coach up the guys you have. And so I know that it's going to make us feel better uh, to talk about portal guys, and there's positions where portal is needed. We'll see how the roster shakes out. If there's a mass exodus at receiver like we've seen in the past, a receiver, then then now the portal may be something you need to do. We can talk about that when the time comes. But right now, if if Notre Dame is is – if this coaching staff is who I think it is and hope it is, I should probably say hope it is, then they're going to look at the roster and be like, man, I don't need a bunch of new guys. Right, I got enough competition here. I'm going to go coach the heck out of these kids. I'm going to challenge these kids, push these kids. And the guys that don't want to be pushed, they'll leave. Then we can go get the portal. But the guys that do want to be pushed, they're going to come back and they're going to be better. And that's what I want to see. And if you don't have coaches in place at these positions to develop the talent you have, then you need you need better coaches. It, it's really as simple as that. Go to the portal for coaches. That's what I would say to do. The same thing on offensive line. Yeah, you're going to be young next year. You're going to have a lot of talent. Just coach them up. Get Go get a one-year stopgap. That makes you feel better because it's the safer decision. But you're not winning a championship with safer safer decisions. You're going to win championships because you develop the players you have. And maybe that means next year you take some lumps. Maybe that means next year you go with younger linebackers and younger D linemen, and you're more inconsistent on defense. Maybe next year you know your receiving core has some really great moments and some really not-so-great moments because they're still learning and developing. That's fine. That's fine. You, you you take your lumps, you develop them. You're going to have a lot of games next year that you can win because you're just better than the other team. You go nine and three again, you go 10 and two again, which will not make me happy. But if you do it the right way, I can point to it and say, this was the right move because it's going to set them up for something special in 2025. When all these young players, you know, take your lumps with Kenny Minchie at quarterback or CJ Carr or whoever at quarterback, because when that guy gets those 10, 12, 13 games under his belt, now you take him into the next season, 2025, and he's got that experience, you're ready to rock and roll, as opposed to getting another portal quarterback, and we're sitting here a year from now in the same spot we were before. Well, you know, I like Kenny Minchie as a player, and I love CJ Carr, and you're going to get Deuce Knight in, but... Those guys don't have any experience. And, hey, we're Notre Dame. We're playing for a championship. And, you know, we really can't go into the season with an inexperienced quarterback. At some point in time, here's a newsflash. You're going to have to play a quarterback that doesn't have experience. You're going to have to play receivers that don't have experience. And it's your job and the money that you make making six and seven figures, you're paid that money to develop those players. Not let somebody else develop them and keep building your team that way. If you want to know how well that works, Go ask USC how well that works. It doesn't work well. The teams competing for championship spots are teams that pick and choose little small spots in the portal to fix their rosters, right? That's what they do. And so to me, I want to see this Notre Dame staff say, hey, you have recruited some really good players, some really good players. It's time to show faith in them, to develop them, 
and then pick your spots here and there where you really could use a chance to bridge the gap. And for me, that's more the big boy positions where it's more about physical strength is needed. You know, D-tackle, D-end, O-line maybe are some positions that you can look at if it's the right fit. But other than that, this football team is very talented. They are very talented. It's just you got to be willing at some point in time to say, hey, yes, we're going to be young at linebacker next year. We're going to make Jalen Steen's going to make mistakes. Nolan Ziegler is going to make mistakes. Drake Bowen, Jaden Allsbury, Kingston, whoever's out there, they're going to make mistakes. I accept that. Do you know what else they're going to do? They're going to make plays. Yes, Cam Williams is going to run the wrong route. He's going to drop a pass. He's going to commit a penalty that a silly freshman mistake is going to make. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to smoke some dudes if you have faith in him. That's the reality of it. And so if this coaching staff is willing to say, hey, listen, let's take our lumps next year with Charles Jagas on the starting lineup, knowing he's going to make some sophomore mistakes like you should have done with Billy Stroud this year. And let's take some lumps with Emil Wagner, tackle or whoever the young guys may be. But when those five kids get a year under their belt and I've got Shrouth and Craig and Jagasaw and Wagner and, you know, whoever else that you're going to play next year, man, we go into 2025. Hopefully Gearby can figure some things out. we got a chance to be really good, really good on the offensive line. But if you keep just kicking the can down the road, then the problem never stops. You want an example? Look at Congress. Every year, keep kicking the budget down the road, and we keep keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And the further you get down the road, the harder it is to deal with it. And now you have to continue doing what you're doing because you have no ability to deal with it. And Notre Dame can't get there as a football team. They can't. They have to be willing to say, hey, Marcus Freeman is looking at me and saying, did I hire the right staff? And if the answer is yes, then you say, then let's go coach the kids up that we have. These kids made the decision to be at Notre Dame. They wanted to be at Notre Dame. They made a decision to come play for you, Coach Freeman. They made a decision to come play for you, Coach Rudolph and Coach Parker and Coach Golden and Coach Washington and Coach Mickens, right? Coach them up. Coach them up. Show the faith in them that they showed in you to commit their futures to you. Go coach them up. And if there's a couple spots where you got to bridge the gap, then bridge the gap. Go for it. But coach them up. Build up the roster you have. And I think if they do that, this football team has a chance to be really, really good. So you can get caught up in all the internet stuff and the, the Twitter people that want to fire everybody and get rid of half your roster and replace them with transfers. That's fine. And that you know where that works great? That works great on NCAA. Go get the old EAA stuff and kick off half your team every year and have the portal and fire coaches and do all this kind of stuff. Cool. Works. We're great at video games. It's not real life. And you know who else isn't doing that? This is what kills me. We need to be like Georgia, be like Bama, be like Ohio State. Okay, well, they don't do that. Yeah, but um uh but uh but our guys aren't any good. Okay, based on what? Let's go get this other guy, this other school who has less catches than all the guys that we think suck. Explain that to me how that makes any sense. Explain that to me. You know, so to me, you've got talent, you've got players, coach them up. And if you don't have guys that can coach them up, find new guys that can. To me, that's the answer for Notre Dame. And if this staff is willing to do that. Then, I, then I'm excited about the future, even if it means you got to take a couple lumps next year. But, hey, guys, guess what? The team we all thought was going to be a really tough early game for Notre Dame, Texas A&M, he's fired their coach. I don't know what their team is going to look like next year. But after that, you've got Miami of Ohio, Northern Illinois, Purdue, you get Louisville at home. Can't be Louisville. If, if you haven't recruited a roster good enough to beat Louisville at home, 
who just is in year one of their coach, then then you know may, maybe you're not the recruiter you think you are, right? I, I'm sorry. You look at the Florida State's going to lose a ton. USC is going to lose a ton. You're telling me you can't go beat Army? And I mean, guys, let's think about the schedule for next year for a second. They've got Northern Illinois, Miami of Ohio, Stanford, who stinks, Navy, Virginia at home. You've got Purdue on the road. Those are six games that flat out should be wins. You play at Georgia Tech, not even at Georgia Tech. You're playing in Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Georgia Tech's a quality football team. They should not beat Notre Dame, a young Notre Dame team. You've got Louisville at home. You've got Texas A&M who just fired their coach. You've got Florida State at home who's going to lose a ton of players. And you got USC who's about to lose half their football team, including their star quarterback. If if there ever is going to be a year, in my opinion, to bite the bullet and go young, it's next year. It's next year because 2025 got AM in year two of their new head coach. You're gonna play at Arkansas, who's gonna have a new head coach. You're gonna have USC that's gonna have a completely a new look roster. A lot of their young talent's gonna have more experience. You play at Miami, you play NC State, who's gonna be a really good football team. Pitt's gonna be a better football team. And there's still a couple games you got to add, and you know at least one of them is going to be a really, really good football team. So to me, use next year to be the build year, and then maybe you get hot. Because here's the whole point. It's not about, well, you just want to sacrifice a season. Uh, No, I don't think you're going to have to do that. What I'm saying is take your lumps early and build, and then by October, November, your team starts to go. Right? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I want to see. And if Notre Dame's willing to do that, I think this team by November next year, you're like, boy, you know, maybe we make the playoff this year. Maybe we don't. But, man, this team next year is going to be sick. That's what I want to see. So uh, you won't hear me talking about every single portal guy that comes along. We'll we'll talk about the portal quarterback because we know that that's going to be the case. But I'm not going to jump into this offseason rumor game of just for clicks and stuff about, oh, this guy's in the portal. Maybe go get that guy. If there's legitimate guys, we'll talk about it. If, the, if, if Notre Dame guys leave and this changes where, hey, look, they lost four receivers offseason. They're going to have to go to the portal for a veteran guy. Then we'll have that conversation because there is – the portal is a necessary resource. If you're unwilling to look at the portal to fill certain needs that you have, then you're not using all the resources available to you to build your team. What I'm saying is in this particular instance, Notre Dame needs to be picky about who they go with the portal because of your current roster needs – but also because you have a lot of young, talented players that need you to show the faith in them that they've shown to you by coming here in the first place. And if they do that, maybe it doesn't pay off in the big way next year, but I am excited to see what that football team could be in 2025. If you give Cam Williams and Tobias Merriweather and Jaden Greathouse and Braylon James and Rico Flores and Micah Gilbert the oppor- and, and K.K. Smith and Jordan Faison the opportunities to grow and learn and struggle and succeed but develop, give Eli Raritan and, and, and Cooper Flanagan that opportunity. Give Charles Jagasaw or Sullivan Absher or Sam Pendleton or whoever – Gearby Lambert is the chance to see it. Let Tyson Ford and and let Bubakar and Armo Mukum and, and Brennan Vernon and those young players, let them have the ups and downs. Let Drake Bowen make the mistakes next season because I promise you, once him and Jaden Osbury and Nolan Ziegler and those guys get the experience and they go through the lumps and they, and they now have the reps under their belt, they're going to be special. But if you keep kicking that can down the curb, eventually you're going to miss your opportunity because the window isn't right because now we have to go young and we're in a much tougher schedule situation than we were otherwise when we could have taken that opportunity in 2024 when the schedule really worked out perfectly for us to kind of bite the bullet and go young. And if Notre Dame's willing to do that, 
I think this team has a chance to really excite us at some point in time. Maybe it's sooner than I think. Maybe it's later than I think. I don't really know. But that's what I'm excited to see. And the schedule sets up perfectly for it. Now, the flip side is, well, the schedule is weaker. So go get the portal guys to maybe make a run at it next year. And that's fine. I, I understand that. I'm sympathetic to that. But my whole point is, I don't know that there's going to be the portal guys that are going to be that for you. And and I believe most of the portal guys that Notre Dame gets are they're going to be the Javante John Baptiste. They're going to be the Thomas Harpers. They're going to be the Caleb Smiths. They're not going to be Keon Cole. like Keon Coleman. If he's in the if the, the next Keon Coleman's in the portal this year, do you really think he's going to pick Notre Dame? No, he's going to take a, a nil guarantee to go somewhere else. Not coming to Notre Dame. That's not the guy you're going to go get. You're going to get the Thomas Harpers. You're going to get the Javante John Baptiste. That's your net focus needs to be. Your stars need to be homegrown. You've got potential. Jeremiah Love, Jadarian Price, Jabron Payne, Kedron Young, Aeneas Williams. you got five potential stars at running back. Run, ride receiver, loaded with talented players. They're just young. And you're, and you're going to get even better next year when those guys get older and you bring in Cam Williams and Micah Gilbert and Logan Saldate. you got loads of talent at tight end. They're just young. Develop them. you got potential first-run draft picks on your offensive line. Develop them. That's where it needs to be. And I'm looking forward to seeing that from this team. And I hope that's the route that Coach Freeman goes. I really do. I really do. I really do. And um, I know that that that's not going to be liked by social media people. That's fine. It's all good. People can have difference of opinion on this. But for me, this is the best way for me, in my opinion, for Notre Dame to build. So that's going to do it for that. I did have a super chat here real quick from Michael S. Before we wrap up, Michael says, because Parker's a new OC, is he reluctant to push against Freeman's non-aggressive approach? Wouldn't a more experienced OC be more definitive in what he wants to do? I, I have no idea. I have no, I mean, I can't answer that. Maybe. And maybe in year two, you know, maybe Jared Parker felt because of the circumstances of his hiring that he had to kind of just go with the flow this year and get his feet wet and then take more charge next year. I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Maybe, maybe Jared Parker's the issue. I don't know. Maybe Marcus Freeman's the problem. I, I honestly don't know the answer to that. All I can tell you guys is what I see and what the issues are, and what they can do to fix it. I don't know what got them here. I'm not at practice every day. But I can tell you that's a problem. I can tell you why it's a problem. I can't tell you who's responsible for it. But what I can tell you is he's the OC. He needs to fix it. I I think Jared Parker's a smart guy. And, and I just, I've had some conversations with different people and in my own experiences with him and things like that. I think he's a smart guy. Doesn't mean you're a great offensive coordinator. I just, I I think he's capable of fixing it. I don't know if he's going to get the chance to do so. I don't know if he's willing to make the, the to take the risks to do so. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, but I just know that they need to get fixed. I at this point I don't even really care how they get fixed. I just know they need to get fixed. And um, the blame game is fine. We can do that. But but at the end of the day, Michael and and you and I don't really know the ins and outs of it. He hasn't been here long enough to where I can say, yeah, I've, I've seen enough. I've heard enough. This needs to get fixed. All I know is we see the issues because they're obvious every Saturday. I've offered some solutions. Hopefully coach Parker sees it the way that I see it. And he goes out and makes the changes because the couple times this year that they have taken the things we've talked about, it's worked out pretty well. And hopefully that happens again here against uh, against Wake Forest in this offense. Because the biggest thing this group needs is a confidence boost. And to me, the biggest way to give players a confidence boost is to show confidence in them. When you show confidence in them, then they have more confidence themselves. I, I learned that I learned that very early on in my coaching career. Hey, you want that kid to believe in himself, then you believe in him. 
Because if you don't believe in him, he's not going to believe in himself. And um, I think that you, you've got to coach that way. And I don't know that that's always happening on offense. And I'm not saying that's just because of Jared Parker uh, or, or even because of Jared Parker at all. But that's something he can control now moving forward, and I want to see him do it. And if he does, it could be fun. If he doesn't, we'll see more of the same. So, anyway, folks, that's going to do it for today's show. We will be back tomorrow. Ryan and I will be back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. We're going to have our keys to victory breakdown and our predictions breakdown. I'll be talking to Ryan today. He's going to have his recruiting show on Friday. Got some big-time guests lined up for Friday. Some We're going to have some 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 recruits on on the show. Uh, some really excited about it. I'm not going to spoil the surprise. I'm going to let Ryan tell you guys about that, or he may just decide to just kind of tell you who's going to be on the show when they're on. But it's going to be a lot of fun. Going to be some really, really um, interesting conversation going on Friday in the recruiting show. And then, of course, Saturday after the game, Vince and I will have our, our, uh, our post-game show. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So definitely join us for that. Make sure you hit that like button, folks. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Share this podcast. Not just physically share, click share, but also tell your friends who are Notre Dame fans uh, to check it out as well. And, uh, you know, sign up for the message board. we got a lot going on. We're, we're working through some technical kinks right now. We're dealing with some speed issues, but I promise you we're on it. We're going to get it fixed. We had to deal with this a couple years ago, and when we finally figured it out, it was rocking and rolling. We will get it figured out. Just be patient with us. We would appreciate just a little bit of patience on it. I promise you uh, we are going to get it fixed. It's not going to stay like this forever. But the intel to me and the discussion and the people in the community is worth it. Uh, so definitely sign up for the message board at boards.rsbreakdown.com. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. Thanks for being with me today. And I'll talk to all of you again soon on the Irish Breakdown Podcast. 